0: Hello everyone, this is Let's Get Creative podcast today and today is national day when we are recording this So, uh, Singapore is 54 years old I think And uh, anyway, Let's Get Creative is where we share tips and exchange ideas with our guests on our show So today is sort of like the first episode proper where uh, I invite my friend Joel into the show And um, I'm technically recording this on the video too. I'm at my balcony. So, uh, Joel, uh, would like to introduce yourself uh, and your company and
1: how you get started. Okay, thank you, Yun Song. Hi, my name is Joel. And uh, I run an uh, agency that does videos. And we specialize in building video assets for businesses. So uh, we would strategize um, strategies for them and um, it's sort of niche
0: and pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's a brief introduction of what I do. <laughs> so uh, just curious, what are you working like on, like uh, what's the current project they are working on? And yeah, can you just introduce that part?
1: Right. Um, the current project that I'm working on right now is um, servicing local businesses in terms of uh, building um, one core asset which we call the video business card and uh, it's designed as a business tool for businesses to uh, get better results uh, in terms of saving a lot more time um, making a lot more money and building deeper relationships with your audience so it's kind of how we are using videos to keep our businesses alive huh? today
0: Oh, so it's like a brief introduction video where they can just introduce themselves without actually um, explaining through words or like uh, through pictures or any graphics, just focus on the video part, so we will understand <clears throat> um, better. Is it is it like like a one minute kind and where people yeah, actually understand Yeah, you understand can call it also a brand it. video. Uh, I think some other uh, production houses
1: do call it a brand video um, because like, Videos are so powerful, right? It's kind of like reality. Um, it's one of the only rare mediums uh, online that you can literally feel as if you are there. And so um, we have this very, very powerful tool um, that is largely inaccessible to businesses today. And the businesses are the ones that need it the most. I mean, uh, if you think about like uh, the education or in terms of creativity, um, you know, like in the film industry, uh, in film schools, um, and, you know, for example, photographers or videographers, uh, they're not really trained in marketing, they're not trained in sales, uh, they're not um, really trained to work independently and help businesses. So here we have like the most powerful tool, literally, um, in terms of, you know, both branding, marketing, and uh, also automation, which I, I can get to. And it is, uh, there is a huge divide between uh, the people that can help and also the businesses not mm. understanding how this tool works.
0: Yeah, so uh, maybe you can introduce a little bit more like how you get started on the company and uh, yeah, how it how, how all
1: like right. blend
0: you. into like. Oh, what yeah, you're doing.
1: Um, it's been a long journey. I mean, uh, I first started out many years back uh, and um, kind of stumbled into it actually. I picked up an old camera of my family's um, we kind of bought it just for a vacation trip, and we never actually used it ever again and uh, I picked it up again because uh, it was to do a few close friends a favor of uh doing a photo shoot for them and that's kind of how it started where you know after the shoot uh, didn't know what I was doing uh they didn't even know the settings and just uh just went on an experiment. Um, And uh, it kind of got to the point where I was doing more and more frequently and people were saying that, um, hey, you know, the photos look great and stuff like that. And so it um, gave me the confidence to try and explore other things. And uh, that's where I stumbled into doing video um, after photos, actually, because uh, it was a a new frontier of challenge for me. Because now you're not dealing with uh, static images, but moving pictures. And uh, I kind of use that to um, be able to travel around, and also uh, do it as a side hustle. So I stumbled into it after that. Yep.
0: Nice. I mean. I think every creatives are always like that when uh, holding a camera. I mean, at the start, no one knows what they're doing. Trying to figure it out, then suddenly just like, oh, actually, there's some sort of like a connection where you actually grew like in terms of skill and actually just explore. I mean, uh, that's also how I stumbled upon. But of course, I don't start on camera. I just started on like phone, then point and shoot, then now DSLR to mirrorless. So it's like a little growing journey. Uh, I feel like everybody is just like on the exploration. Uh, even until now, everybody's just growing and like exploring and not just stay stagnant on what they actually like enjoy, but they're still gonna explore more. Okay, uh, okay. so we are we are we are done for the introduction part. So uh usually what I do with uh like I wanted to do is we'll do like a 10 question rapid fire round where you answer as quickly as possible. So, uh, are you ready? Hopefully, you can do it in one minute. Uh, uh, Okay,
1: sure. I'll try.
0: Okay, so on the clock, ready, go. First question What's your go to order at McDonald's? My chicken. Ooh, what's something that you have failed at?
1: Something I failed at video.
0: Ooh, (laughs) okay, uh, Sony or uh, Canon for photos? Canon. What do you wish you had known when you started out?
1: That. You're
0: never done. Nice. Uh, what's your favourite part of a project? They finish. Nice, okay. Cat or dog? Cat. <laughs> what are you curious about right now?
1: How businesses work.
0: Hmm. Okay, beautiful location or beautiful couple? Or just beautiful subject?
1: Beautiful subject in a beautiful location.
0: Wow, greedy, okay. Favourite song right now? Um,
1: The, the one by uh, Billy Alley. Yeah.
0: Okay. Best movie ever watched? Ah,
1: uh, Avengers.
0: Now I say Marvel. Okay, we are done on that part. Not bad, not bad. Okay, but uh, more than a minute was fine. So, okay. Now go to the main subject today. Which is... uh. Why does video marketing work mm. and what's your take on it? Yeah, yeah. Before I talk about mine. Yeah, so uh, Joao, uh, can you share more about like, why do you think video marketing works? And uh, maybe I can just like uh, feed in mine later on. Okay,
1: sure. Um, so mm. I think uh, in order to first understand why video marketing works, um, we have to first go back into, uh, into the medium itself. And understanding the, the power of video mm. and the kind of users it can fulfill. So in terms of a, from a business standpoint, video can be used to increase, you know, cash flow, it's a good money to um it can even be the product. So it cannot just only help to market products and increase you know your conversions, your leads and all this kind of stuff in marketing, but it can also literally be the product itself as a mm. course online. Um, and you have a lot of coaches and uh, life gurus and uh, other businesses that actually create video products online and are generating mm. income from that. And so it's a, it works because it's a good tool to impact people. You can feel as if you are speaking to a person one-on-one and also repeat the video as many times as you want mm. before uh, you move on. So it really allows you to get uh, understanding and also not and even better than real time, because now you get to go back and revisit some ideas. Um, the next thing is um, obviously automating time. Nice. So uh, videos capture reality and put it on a digital mm-hmm. medium. And this digital medium doesn't play by the same rules as the real world. It's not constrained by geography. It's not constrained by time. It's not constrained by the amount of people that can share the same space at the same time. And so if you look at that, then if you're asking like, how can I share uh, moments with people? And how can I be authentic? And how can I communicate to someone who is watching that is going to impact them in some way? So I think understanding the, the potential that a video can do for whatever you want to do uh is really really important. Uh because I think that we have been um sort of mystified by you know Hollywood in the sense that we feel that um making great movies, making great videos and films are something that only those bigger productions can do.
0: Nice. Yeah it's actually true. I think actually the, the last part that you said you mentioned actually true because because we know the craft or like maybe we are in this like field. So when uh people trying to explain some concept, they'll think that oh maybe we we need like like ten cameras or like you know like a uh, certain number of like equipments to actually achieve okay. certain results, but not so though, because uh, people that don't know how to do will think that is magic. people that know how to do is like the magician, so people okay. usually pay will will think that they have to pay more because they have to do certain things, but because we okay. do know the skill. But uh, because uh, production agencies jack up their price due to like manpower, actually it's more of the logistics side that they they will get paid more. Mm. Uh, and technically it's not their profit. So for a smaller agency, uh, we usually charge lesser, mm. or for me, like a freelancer, I usually charge lesser than, of course, the more competitive like marketing agencies. Also, because I know directly how to get the result, but of course I have to do more work because it's split between Mm -hmm. myself and not like to a group of creative people or a group of like technical people. And because I've been doing like a one man show for a while, so I have to do from audio guy to the video guy to the director, to even the producers work. I mean, big productions still have like first AC and like all the other runners that run the show. So technically, mm-hmm. this is why the pricing thing is quite a sensitive issue. La, yeah. Because uh, we will never try to mm. go to a price war with other other vendors because it's a loose-loose situation. But back to uh, video marketing and why it works, right? Since you have been talking about that field, that area where you focus on like uh like the psychology part like how it actually works, I would want to go to the social aspect. Because uh everybody uses IG and Facebook nowadays, right? And how we consume uh like uh all this content yes. is actually like 80-90% are videos really. Photos are like you actually just swipe up and unless it's really like captivating, you yeah, yeah. actually attract you. But now like even IG TV comes up Facebook comes out like video live call, all this. I actually start to like shifting towards the video side. And YouTube is also starting to gain ground like in terms of like uh, video content. And because it's all, inter- uh, it's all interconnected, Google bought over like the YouTube sp- fail. So when you actually video market yourself on like Google and the SEO part, right? The YouTube videos actually pop in. So it's kind of like a synergy. So if you actually like uh market yourself in that, that that field, uh it will be easy to easy for clients or like couples to actually find you out online. Because the first few things to pop out are actually YouTube videos. So I think uh for the social media aspect, I feel like it actually works because if you narrow it down, right, uh this is like how people consume the content. Uh. So uh be it you are like B2B or B2C, everybody needs video. It's just that uh they are they are afraid of doing it because it feels hard. So this is why where we come in to kind of like simplify the process. It's actually quite easy. It's just that uh the client needs to know their the uh, know what they want so that we can guide them as like a Sherpa onto the mountain. Yeah, this is how I technically feel about video marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, In fact, you've brought up uh, many interesting and insightful points, uh, especially about the social aspect of video. Uh, I just read a statistic, um, an article Mm. that was released like uh, this year, but it contains some old statistics where I think by next year, there is a million minutes of video every second.
0: Oh, see. passing
1: through the internet, which is, um, which is insane if you think about it. And um, almost, I think, 80% of consumer web traffic on the internet will be video by next year. So it's kind of scary that um, you may have an awesome product or service in person, but now our attention has shifted online and in the digital realm. And if you're not there, then you're in the wrong place. And uh, it's going to be a huge, serious problem uh, down the line, especially in the coming few years. Um, in fact, actually, I was um, just at the Digital Silk Road Conference um, in Singapore at Suntec City, I think a couple of weeks back, where they invited you know, um, Chinese businesses and also um, Singapore businesses like you know, IBM and uh, UOB mm-hmm. and um, other corporations to come down to the conference to talk about digitalization. And it is a big, big shift. I mean, um, in terms of how these companies are gearing up to transition. And um, I think that this knowledge is not easily known to smaller businesses. And so that's a big problem. Even if, for example, you are a professional. um, Let's say, for example, Mm. you are doing direct sales. there are thousands of other people doing the same technical job as you. So how would you then stand out in a digital world? And I think video is the best way to do that because um, especially now in today's era where our attention span has reduced from 10 minutes in the past to less than 8 seconds, which is the attention span of a goldfish. Yes. So we, are literally, we, are literally, we have literally less attention than a goldfish and also um, that there is a lot of distrust and skepticism on the internet, especially I mean, due to you know some uh, frauds and some like fake gurus here and there who are uh, selling products or things that don't work, you know, and uh, people get burned. So there's a lot of distrust on the internet. All the more you need to communicate that authenticity through video. I think that's the thing that is going to differentiate businesses uh, in terms of that human touch uh, coming down the line. Whether it is you are a personal brand, like a business that you run on your own can be also the fact that um, you are a service professional or you can be uh, owning a small flower shop, you know, uh, a brick and mortar store. Yeah,
0: it, Yeah, it's true uh, because I think small businesses uh, technically, they will think that video is like one of the last things they should do, but they would rather focus on like other aspects of the business, not saying that they are wrong, but I feel like uh, it, it, they could slowly shift their, their time into uh, doing videos. Of course not hiring like a huge chunk of people. Technically, they can do it themselves, but of course the quality might not be as good. And of course, there's not much creative idea.
1: And that brings me back to the, the earlier mm. point that you mentioned about you know the bigger production agencies and uh, why the, the, the rates that they charge are so different. Mm. I mean, uh, the way I think about it is more like they are servicing a different segment of the, the market. So, you know, if you're a small business, uh, I mean, if yes. you take it from their perspective, some of them are reluctant to... Um, hire video professionals because it's really expensive to get a whole team um, especially if they don't have that cash flow or that volume of revenue to afford it um, and I think the larger agencies usually work with larger corporations um, also because you know, when you have more people you are more reliable um, it's not like you fall sick one day uh, and then the freelancer can't attend you know, there are $30,000 event the next day or something you know, and so I think kind of like what people are paying production houses for, the larger yeah. ones, um, the more established ones, is the, that uh, reliability there. But I think where freelancers can come in, um, especially smaller ones, uh, or if you're just looking for a side hustle, mm. um, you have a skill set, you have a hobby and passion and you think you're good at what you do. Um, a good way to enter the market and actually get work would be to actually help those smaller businesses who
0: actually need it more. Yes. Yeah. It's true, true, true. I mean, uh, I myself is not the, like playing the big players, but uh, how I usually do is like I really mm. write into the different cafes through Instagram though. I mean, uh, the hashtags are really helpful. I uh, would just write to them and like, they will actually like I mean of course you won't, you will or will not get a a respond but uh it does. There, are a few that rings me back and like, you know, are interested in exploring because some clients don't even know that there is such a such way to to market themselves, until you kind of tell them that oh I do uh, ma- uh, video marketing for who and who and like in the past. that's just tell them about if they are interested in video marketing, then to them that suddenly there's a spark in their in their brain is like oh actually I can do that. Then uh, because they're educated just that small sentence that like, you can do video marketing yourself, they actually like snap themselves out from it and say, oh, actually I can do that and then they will try to, actually they will be interested to find out more rather than being like hard salesy lah. But it's kind of like educating, like just giving a piece of message like, oh, video yeah. marketing actually works, then show them your portfolio, then once they get interested, they actually like want to do more instead of like, oh, uh, do you want to do market, uh, video marketing? Because to them, they, they don't understand so they will kind of steer away. But if you kind of like give them examples that uh, the similar feel or uh, other companies are doing it, then by educating them, then they will themselves should decide and they will be more committed. Rather than you just straight away go with like, oh, I do videos. Do, do you want to do videos? Then of course they will kind of like squeal away. That's, that's that's all my personal thing.
1: Yeah, I mean... Um, uh I think that also the on a wider point, uh, especially let's say if you have videos on YouTube, right? Um, I think largely the videos you see on YouTube are not salesy. Uh, they're not even uh, almost like marketing per se. They're really more of branding because I think people go yes. on YouTube sort of like going on Google. You know, you Google search for information.
0: Mm. And so
1: they're not really looking to buy. Like if I Google something on YouTube, it would be to find out information about something. And so I think that's where businesses, if they're doing it on their own, or if they have staff, um, it's really, really easy to create content because uh, the people who are actually viewing your content uh, are kind of there for your content rather than you know the production quality of it per se. I mean, it helps in the delivery yes. of the message, but if you can't afford it, it's much better to at least have a video than no video at all.
0: Yeah, at least at least believe in the process rather than being skeptical and not doing anything. Because uh companies does find success through through videos, big brands or regardless of big brands or small brands. If you if you kind of like if you can like go and find like uh Adidas or any other big brands, you can see sometimes they don't even sell the shoe, they sell the lifestyle, they sell the experience, they don't really put the shoe or whatever items that they are selling like very obviously they actually let you experience their lifestyle. So actually, you would think like, oh, uh, why they want to spend the money to do like, or just a lifestyle video or a lifestyle shoot. But they once, because humans need visualization, be it photos or videos. So if you have a video to kind of like sell the experience and not just sell the price or whatever, which is what a lot of people are doing. It's like just like to sell the feature and the pricing, which it does work, but uh, only for a while. But in the long run, it doesn't really matter because you know, they, they, they can't visualize. So a shoe is just a shoe. But if you sell with the experience, then people can visualize it, people will want to buy it. I think uh, that's a more like layman way la, to how actually video marketing actually works.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and the thing is uh that the medium itself is such a beast, right? I mean, um it builds relational equity as what we call it uh, with your audience. So it builds massive trust because they can see for themselves, they will now know you and after they know you for a while, they've seen a couple of your videos and you're consistent and you always deliver good value. They will start to like you and then it gets to a point where they may start to trust you and then that's where they may enter the consideration phase of wanting to purchase something from you. So... You know when you build up enough relational equity that's where maybe you can withdraw it once in a while but uh that's how you get the fan base actually
0: i think we going to burst the the time limit but uh we will just jump to the really really good content for all of us though i think we can we should do another second episode because i think we ran out of time so okay. we will go to the last last segment. Yeah. Which is three of your photos that uh, we will actually uh, Kind of like dig down with your creative process Like how you <laughs> capture the shot or How you take, why you take, why you frame like this Because it's always nice to have like uh, creators share their, their, me, their yeah. thoughts through Let me
1: pull out my photos, three of them
0: Yeah, I think the first okay, one sure. you gave me is a sunset photo Okay, for those that Okay, for everyone that's watching uh, I for the video one maybe I can show but for people that listen to true audio I'll just describe the first photo it's a beautiful sunset You have purple and orange with carrot-like colors at the back It's a sunset with... Uh, okay the foreground is a boat that is floating uh, and in between there is like a river and I think it's going close to dawn. And apparently, it's King's Landing. Ooh, oh, this photo is nice. So, uh, k- uh Joel could you explain like how you or why you want to take this shot and like why you want frame it this way? Oh,
1: thank you. Um, yeah. So this shot was taken when I was traveling in Croatia, in uh, Dubrovnik. So, um, if you are a Game of Thrones fan, you would know where Dubrovnik is because um, it's where they shot the King's yes. Landing set. And uh, I was at the, the port, the docks area, um, roughly around sunset. And um, the sky is surreal because um, I think it's something about the, the region there where the, the sky is uh, red in color at sunset and it streaks across the sky. So um, To be honest I picked this shot nice. Because there were A lot of other people Trying to take photos From that spot So I kind of walked by And realised that This was a good um, oh. Good shot to take And the way Yeah So oh, it um, doesn't feel like One there's of those a lot of ways of. Is actually that uh, Sometimes if, if, uh, if you're more adventurous Or if uh, You're more Vocal or confident You can just Discuss with the group of crowds there. Like, hey, can we all take turns to take a photo, so that you know it looks nicer for all of us, and we can reference all of each other.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh. So okay. Maybe we jump to the second one because I think the first one you seem you already you give like quite good tips with like how you take photos. But uh, actually, I have I have one more tip to share for those that uh likes to take photos or even videos. It's where a popular spot is right try to find somewhere that's around there but uh, away from the crowd then you may or may not luck, lah, may or may not you actually may find some spot that's even better because you never know that uh i mean it's a creative thing it's a creative choice of course you can still try to take when there's no people at a good spot but if you if you do find like there's overcrowding find somewhere that is maybe a little bit further away from there and try to find an angle then maybe you can find like a good spot
1: Yeah, in fact this photo was taken uh, because of that so I stepped away from the crowd uh, maybe about 10 meters away and I noticed that there was this nice. one single boat that was close to me you see. And so when I framed it up in the camera I noticed that you, know, you can see a leading line down the center of the photo to the other boat in the middle and then to the
0: dogs. Perfect.
1: So that, uh, that yeah. was how I framed the composition of it.
0: And your tree texture. Yeah. So sky, if you look at the, the original bottom.
1: photo, right, um, so it's actually dark.
0: Perfectly. So you right. can't
1: actually see the boat at all. Hmm. Because uh, I didn't want to overexpose the sky.
0: Oh. Because the sky
1: is the hardest thing to recover. So True. we would ma- match the exposure yes. to the sky and keep everything dark because it's easier to brighten it than. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. Now the second photo. Uh, when the second photo is the church, I think. Uh, it's like the what's that show called? Uh. Uh. The it feels like it's in. Um. Ah. I do I forget what is it called. Lord of the Ring. Something like that. Uh. Yeah. 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 Something at like Lord of the Ring and uh. It's, it's a church and it feels like Switzerland though There's like a Swiss mountain at the back Then the foreground is a leading line, the pathway all the way to the town And the blue sky and white cross, it's like the perfect wallpaper So uh, could you like share a little bit more like why this photo is taken? Or how, how do you feel when you're taking this photo?
1: Um, yeah, so when I was there, this take, this photo is taken in Italy. So it's Ooh. about three hours north of Venice. It's very, very near a very one of the most Instagram places on earth, which is called Lago di Brias. Uh, B. Yeah, Lago, Lago di Brias is a lake, it's a very, very beautiful lake um, in Italy. And so when I was there, I wanted to capture the whole depth of the place because. Uh, I think one tip that uh, uh, for photographers who are already shooting, as well as people who are starting out and just using their mobile phones, um, photos are very 2D. Mm. So you want to create depth and uh, mm. almost make it like 3D-like. So one way to do it is to capture the sense mm. of depth, especially if you are doing landscape. And so one, yeah, one way is uh, the way I frame nice. it. Was to try and use the roads. And how the roads, you know, if if you look at the bottom of the photo, the roads are wider, but as it gets to the center, they're smaller and narrower. So it gives that visual impression of you know, mm. how far the thing is
0: actually. Yeah. Oh, it's nice that you break it down like that. I mean, uh, because photo is, just, is not just. I think that is the that's the beauty of like taking photos. You can only have one shot to express how it will be like uh unlike for pho- uh, unlike videos there is like a lot of frames for you to kind of like change but photo you can't make that mistake and I mean of course digital you can still delete and take again but some some photographers they very garang they they go straight to film. Now, of course film have its own vibe and texture that, that yeah. photographers like la, but you only have like 30 shots or something then Uh, That's the beauty of it and also the scary part about it that you may or may not want to try but I'm not a photographer so but of course the whole logic like how you frame shots uh, videos and photos is about the same so learning the learning the basics apply it and if you can or if you want you can break it if you want but provided you know how 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 it actually like goes
1: yeah, I would say speed over perfection mm. because um actually the background behind this photo is cropped. Oh. So on the left side of the photo, there is actually a bench. Mm. So I think something to note is not only to consider what is in the photo, but what to take out and leave out. Ooh. Because white space is important. So it creates the emphasis on a church. Like if I have the bench there, um, it's going to distract away from the main thing I want to tell, which is the church.
0: True, true, true. Yeah, yeah but if wherever. you're
1: traveling and you don't, ha- yeah, if you're traveling
0: and you don't have time, what I usually mm. suggest is to shoot wider. So just take everything oh. in first and then crop it later. Oh, wow, not bad, eh? I okay, I I didn't know that trick. I usually just spam whatever shot that I can, provided I have time. Mm. Okay, so the last photo. Ooh, okay, I know where this is already. Don't even need to go. Uh, it's in Singapore The reflective surface. Ooh, the water is nice. Na- okay, basically it's our city landscape uh, The buildings in the CBD area uh, And it's across the bridge. I think I forgot what's the bridge name But there's the malayan at the at the side of the photo Wow, the reflection of the buildings uh, on the river is really good did they really like copy paste the color and bounce back off. So uh, could you share share a little bit more?
1: Mm, sure. I, I shot this um start of this year the at the New Year countdown. So it was just after the fireworks and everybody was getting ready ready. Okay. And so I decided to take, mm. take a long exposure shot. Um. Now I think long exposure is something that people have a lot of difficulties with and uh, i like just, just like to give this very very useful principle that you can use to um, to essentially uh, mm. get your long exposure shot right in the first try. Whoa. How <laughs> does it work? Uh, can you cut
0: that? Off? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, the way you do about, go about doing oh, it is yeah. you know long exposure shots take about like easily 30 seconds or 50 seconds or however long it is, depending on whether you're using a neutral density shooter or not. Mm-hmm. Um But usually people take a shot, they wait for 30 seconds and then they check. And then they realize, oh no, I have to tweak the settings. And then they do it again and then wait another 30 seconds, and another 30, and another 30. Now the shortcut way of going about changing your settings before you actually do the real shot is to set your ISO in your camera settings to 6400 instead of 100 mm-hmm. yeah so it's called the 64 to 1 rule so
0: Ooh, when why you, why yeah, so specific
1: so when you set your ISO to 6400 oh. and your shutter speed to one second then you change your aperture however however, no, sorry let me take it back um, so you set your ISO to 6400 your aperture is uh, typically on the uh, on the smaller apertures because you want to take in all the way from the whole background to the foreground in a long exposure shot usually you want to capture everything so what happens is your camera, in camera settings would tell you Okay, are you slightly underexposed mm. or overexposed, right? And so you change your shutter speed accordingly That number there Will be the same number So mm. um, So 6400 ISO On a shutter speed of 1 over 64 I'll have to check that again It's the same as an ISO hundred at one second. Yeah, there's a formula. You, you should oh, go online and Google. it okay. I forgot the actual ratio. But it's a very very oh, easy okay, way. okay
0: okay. So 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 there's like a formula lah. La. Yeah. Nice. Okay, but. Okay okay okay. Ah, uh, it's, it's it's quite okay okay that. Okay la, the six thousand four hundred with one over sixty four sounds like a leg- sounds like a legit one because I never I don't even know that there's such rule. Okay, so uh, we come to the end of our podcast. Also, because my recorder is like I don't even know like how many bar. It feels like it's like zero point something bar. This is no no bar at all. So, uh, thank you so much yeah. Joel, for sharing your, your thoughts. I believe we will have another session because it feels like it's not enough. And uh, we will catch up with you soon. Hopefully, uh, when you are free, we can like, start on a, a, another project or something or another podcast. Sure. It's
1: a pleasure to uh, chat with you and happy National Day.
0: Oh yeah, happy national day for God. Uh anyway, uh what's uh what's next for you like uh in August? Because I know you're um,
1: very busy. I, I think what's next right now for me would be to look for uh more businesses who are looking to scale and expand their business. And they think that uh video is a hmm. good tool or solution to do that. And so I'm really looking out more for uh, such businesses to uh, make a bigger impact.
0: So uh, if anyone wants to follow you uh, where should they like, look up for your content?
1: So you can go to my website. It's called tapyourtime.com So T-A-P-E Y-O-U-R T-I-M-E dot com So that's my website and you can find out uh, everything you need to know about me there. I also have a blog on that website where uh, I would write up free articles, and it's it's actually all free, Uh, resources on how to use video, why video is useful, what kind of videos you need, and also linking um, some of the interesting things I come across that I find would be useful for someone who is just starting out.